The following is a presentation of Tomorrow's World. What does Germany mean to you? It could be German cars, BMWs, Mercedes-Benz, known around the world for their engineering and craftsmanship. Or perhaps you think of Oktoberfest, famous for food, music, and beer. Maybe the German national football team comes to mind. That's soccer in the U.S., winning the World Cup in 2014. Or perhaps you may think of the Germans opening their arms to an unprecedented wave of refugees and immigrants in 2015. My great-grandparents came from Germany, migrating to America just before the First World War. I still remember my great-grandmother speaking German when we were children and how we loved visiting with her. There are things that we can admire about the Germans, and yet there's a dark side to the nation as well. Images of Adolf Hitler and World War II may come to mind. You might picture tanks rolling into Poland or Russia, or the Luftwaffe dropping its bombs over Britain, Nazi rallies in Berlin, and pictures of emaciated human beings in death camps will forever be a stain on the history of the 20th century. How such a radical leader like Hitler could have risen to power and lead an entire nation into world war is still a mystery to many. Germany has some horrific deeds in its past. And that's why we need to talk about it. Because for all the progress over the last 70 plus years, for all the safeguards of personal freedoms enshrined in German law, some are deeply concerned about Germany. There are reasons to be concerned. But there's good news as well. Today on Tomorrow's World, we'll focus on four prophecies for Germany. Stay tuned. After World War II, Germany was split apart, being partitioned into West and East. It was that way until October 3, 1990, when the two countries were unified. But the reunification of Germany was not a foreordained fact, nor was it met with favor everywhere. Note this comment from the book, The Germans, Who Are They Now?, published in 1992. When unification came, no one had expected it. Few had anticipated it, and abroad it was not greeted with universal acclaim. In the United Kingdom, the then Prime Minister Margaret Thatcher had grave reservations. She feared the power of a united Germany and said so. Margaret Thatcher was clearly concerned and called a conference to discuss the German national character, but neither she nor any other Western leader had any power to alter events. Clearly, there were reservations about the potential power that a united Germany might wield. I want to mention, though, that it's not exactly true that no one had expected it. A man named Herbert W. Armstrong did. He was the predecessor of this work, and he was expecting a united Germany to lead Europe again, even after World War II. He was writing and broadcasting about it already in the 1930s and 40s. How could he know the future? 
How can you know the future about Germany? The answer lies in the pages of your own Bible. You won't find the name Germany in your Bible, so you have to dig a little deeper. What you will find is that the ancient people of Assyria are the ancestors of the modern Germans today. That's an important key to understanding Bible prophecy. To help you in your study, review Rod King's previous telecast, The Lost Empire of Assyria. It will give you much more information on the origins of Germany than we have time to go into on today's program. You can find it on our website, tomorrowsworld.org. And write or call for today's special offer. It's called Resurgent Germany, a Fourth Reich. It traces the roots of Germans to Indo-European tribes who migrated from lands around the Black and Caspian Seas. It explains how they came into contact with the Roman legions and moved into what is Central Europe today. This special offer, Resurgent Germany, a Fourth Reich, will help you understand what's happening in Europe today. Don't delay. Call, write, or click right away. Today's offer is yours absolutely free. No cost, no obligation. Call now. 1-800-236-0531. Or write to us at the address on your screen. Or visit us online at tomorrowsworld.org. With this offer, you will also receive your free subscription to Tomorrow's World magazine, full of timely articles and unique insights on today's important issues. And be sure to go to tomorrowsworld.org forward slash digital. Have a digital subscription sent right to your email inbox faster than postal mail. Visit us online now. In the next part of our program, let's look at four prophecies that a German-led superpower will fill. Frankly, some of these things are already beginning to happen in part. You may be shocked at what we find. The first prophecy is, prophecy number one, Germany will dominate Europe. Back in 2011, former German Chancellor Gerhard Schroeder made a pretty remarkable statement. He said, the current economic crisis makes it relentlessly clear that we cannot have a common currency zone without a common fiscal, economic, and social policy. We will have to give up national sovereignty. This is already beginning to happen. Just read your daily news. And it's been happening for years. Notice another quote from 2011 from the Irish Independent newspaper. Since Germany is providing the financial safety net for the whole Eurozone, no one is going to argue with them running everything. What a statement. That was back in 2011. And the years since then have seen Germany consolidating their power at the center of the EU. German Chancellor Angela Merkel has been called Europe's most impressive politician and the most powerful woman in the world. She's also been described as a political mastermind who using the European Union as her vehicle, has succeeded where Bismarck, Kaiser Wilhelm II, and Hitler failed, turning an entire continent into a greater German empire. Again, an astonishing statement. Germany is growing in power and popularity even beyond Europe's borders. In a BBC poll of May 2013, 
Germany emerged as, quote, the most popular country in the world, end quote. In January of 2016, another poll analyzed nations all over the world, and Germany took the top spot, earning the title, the best country in the world. Germany is becoming a central figure in our world today. Are we seeing the rise of the superpower spoken of in the book of Revelation? Let's look at that book in Revelation chapter 17. The Apostle John described in this chapter a span of hundreds of years from the Middle Ages to our time during which successive empires would rise and fall. Revelation 17 verse 9 says this, Here is the mind which has wisdom. The seven heads are seven mountains on which the woman sits. There are also seven kings. Five have fallen, one is, and the other has not yet come. And when he comes, he must continue a short time. As we've explained on previous programs and in our publications, these successive kings were revivals of the ancient Roman Empire, including the World War II alliance of Germany and Italy. John was saying there were to be seven leaders over seven successive kingdoms. Who were these leaders? Justinian, who led the imperial restoration in 554 A.D. Charlemagne, crowned in 800 A.D. Otto the Great, crowned in 962 A.D. Charles V, crowned in 1530 A.D. Napoleon, whose empire began in 1804 and the alliance of Germany and Italy that ended with the Hitler-Mussolini Axis powers of World War II. The History.com website notes that Mussolini saw his destiny was to, quote, rule Italy as a modern Caesar and recreate the Roman Empire, end quote. These are the first six of the seven kings. The final king will be the one reigning when Christ returns and will attempt to fight against Jesus Christ. That final king will reign over ten kings. Revelation 17:12 says this, The ten horns which you saw are ten kings who have received no kingdom as yet, but they receive authority for one hour as kings with the beast. These are ten political leaders who voluntarily give their authority to one powerful leader, that the Bible calls the beast. We've explained and demonstrated several times in previous programs that the future beast featured in the book of Revelation will be a revival of the Roman Empire. Are we seeing the beginnings of that taking place today? Now some will say, what's wrong with Germany taking a more dominant role on the continent? After all, isn't Germany one of America's closest allies? The Germans are our friends, so who cares who's running the show? That's all and well and good when we're not at war. And if you don't take into account Bible prophecy, which foretells of a superpower to rise in Europe, it's good to stop and ponder the fact that just 70 short years ago, Britain, France, America, Canada, and a whole host of other nations were locked in a bitter life and death struggle with Germany and Italy. Your Bible says it will happen again. Again, you can find more about this in our special offer today, Resurgent Germany, a Fourth Reich. Is it rational to fear Germany in our enlightened and post-Cold War world? Will a Fourth Reich arise?
This special offer digs into those questions and explains why the answers will affect you personally. As you know, if you've followed this program for any length of time, we don't ask for money. Someone else has already paid for you to receive this free literature. It's yours free. Listen carefully for the phone number or address or request it online today. Resurgent Germany, a fourth Reich. Today's offer is yours absolutely free. No cost, no obligation. Visit us online at tomorrowsworld.org. Find us on Facebook, watch us on YouTube, and follow us on Twitter. Welcome back. In the last segment, we talked about how Germany is prophesied to play a leading role in the future. She will pull 10 kings or leaders into her sphere of influence at the end time. And the seeds of that are already being planted. What else can we look for to understand Germany in prophecy? Prophecy number two, Germany will rearm. Since World War II, Germany has definitely had an anti-war mood and posture as it seeks to shake off the horrors of its past. However, that mood is changing. Back in 2014, the German Minister of the Economy called for the establishment of an EU armament industry with a strong German base independent of the USA. The United States is cheering Germany's newfound will to rearm and exert its military power. On June 22, 2015, at the Alliance Forum in Berlin, U.S. Defense Secretary Ashton Carter praised Germany's steps in taking on more of a leadership role militarily. He urged the Germans to invest even more money into defense, saying that Germany should bolster its defense spending to ensure that Germany's defense investments match Germany's leadership role. Of course, why wouldn't the Americans want Germany to share more of the burden of her own defense? The United States can't police the world, and America frankly is saddled with her own staggering debt. The Germans know they can't depend on the United States long term, and so Germany is sliding toward a stronger military. But notice how this is taking shape. Again, European nations are giving up national sovereignty and a vacuum of power will always be filled. A recent article posted on Breitbart News explained how German and Dutch armies were merging. It said this, the German and Dutch armies and navies are poised to merge with two Dutch units already coming under German command. Merging, but who's in charge? Who's holding the reins? Not the Dutch, the Germans. Is it any surprise? Do you see what's happening? It's all so slow and peaceful and for reasonable and good-meaning aims like fighting terrorism. But little by little, Germany is coming to dominate Europe politically and militarily. Again, if we had nothing else to guide us, we might see Germany rearming as a good thing, a peaceful ally of America, committed to democratic principles and personal liberties and fiscal responsibility. What can be better than that? Well, we need to take into account Bible prophecy. In prophecy, we see the rise of a superpower that leads the world in a military buildup like we've never seen before. Let's look at Daniel 11. 
Daniel chapter 11 details 2,500 years of prophecy from the time of the Persian Empire to the return of Jesus Christ. And one of the major themes of this chapter is the ongoing conflict between the king of the north and the king of the south. The coming beast power of Europe will inherit that role as the king of the north. Look at how Daniel describes him. Daniel chapter 11, verse 37. He shall regard neither the God of his fathers nor the desire of women, nor regard any God, for he shall exalt himself above them all. But in their place he shall honor a God of fortresses, and a God which his fathers did not know he shall honor with gold and silver, with precious stones and pleasant things. Daniel is saying this king of the north would actually worship a god of fortresses or forces or strongholds. This empire will be so intent on obtaining and developing the most powerful weapons on earth, the Bible says and describes it as worshiping its own military prowess. Who's that going to be? Not the United States. Not with her own skyrocketing debt. No, the coming German-led revival of the Roman Empire will lead the way in a global arms race that will leave the United States and Britain and their allies woefully behind. Why do you need this information? Because the balance of power is shifting. Our world is changing. The norms of the last few decades will soon be no more. But what will come in its place? Resurgent Germany, a Fourth Reich, will help you answer that question. It will explain how successive resurrections of the Roman Empire have led to what's happening in Europe today. It's documented, researched, and a wealth of information you really need. We'll send it to you free of charge. Resurgent Germany, a Fourth Reich. Today's offer is yours absolutely free, no cost, no obligation. Call now, 1-800-236-0531. Or write to us at the address on your screen. Or visit us online at tomorrowsworld.org. With this offer, you will also receive your free subscription to Tomorrow's World magazine full of timely articles and unique insights on today's important issues. And be sure to go to tomorrowsworld.org forward slash digital. Have a digital subscription sent right to your email inbox faster than postal mail. Visit us online now. In today's program, we've explained how Germany has prophesied to take a larger leadership role in the future and strengthen itself militarily. What else does the Bible reveal? Prophecy number three, Germany will go to war. Yes, Germany will rearm in an awesome way, and those arms will be used in horrifying wars in the future. Let's read on in Daniel chapter 11, verse 39. Thus he shall act against the strongest fortresses with a foreign god, which he shall acknowledge and advance its glory. And he shall cause them to rule over many and divide the land for gain. At the time of the end, the king of the south shall attack him, and the king of the north shall come against him like a whirlwind with chariots, horsemen, and with many ships. And he shall enter the countries, overwhelm them, and pass through. 
Daniel explains that the king of the north will go to war. It will swoop down into the Middle East, overwhelm an Islamic confederation called the king of the south, and occupy Jerusalem. There will be war. The tension that is building now between north and south, Europe and the Muslim world will erupt into flames. What will happen to the United States? America will also be overwhelmed by this European juggernaut. Isaiah records that God will use Germany, modern Assyria, to punish America for our sins. Isaiah 10 and verse 5, Woe to Assyria, the rod of my anger, and the staff in whose hand is my indignation. I will send him against an ungodly nation, and against the people of my wrath I will give him charge, to seize the spoil, to take the prey, and to tread them down like the mire of the streets. Anciently, that's what Assyria did. They conquered the northern kingdom of Israel in 721 B.C. and removed the nation into captivity. But there's a dual fulfillment. The nations of America and Britain and other English-speaking countries are modern Israel. And we are ungodly peoples just like our forefathers, ancient Israel. And God will use a terrible warlike nation to correct us just as He did in ancient times. Let's look also at Isaiah 27 verse 13. So shall it be in that day, the great trumpet will be blown. They will come who are about to perish in the land of Assyria and shall worship the Lord in the holy mount at Jerusalem. At the time of the end, in that day, at the last trumpet, there will be a regathering of people. They'll be regathered from captivity from the land of Assyria. Clearly, this is talking about the second coming of Christ. It could not be talking about ancient Israel. They never returned from Assyria. It has to be a prophecy of a yet future event. Germany will rearm. Germany will dominate Europe. And Germany will fight. That's the warning for us today. But before we close, let's look at a last prophecy, prophecy number four. Germany will repent and rebuild. After Germany vanquishes the Israelite nations and the Muslim nations, it will fight against a massive horde from the east, the dreaded World War III. These two armies will gather together to face each other at Megiddo, north of Jerusalem, for one final showdown. But before they destroy each other, they will be met unexpectedly by a third force, the returning glorified Jesus Christ. These foes will join forces to battle against Him, but it won't be much of a fight. He will vanquish them, utterly destroy their armies, and cast the beast and the false prophet into the lake of fire. It says that in Revelation 19 and verse 20. Then the beast was captured, and with him the false prophet who worked signs in his presence, by which he deceived those who received the mark of the beast and those who worshipped his image. These two were cast alive into the lake of fire, burning with brimstone. But what happens next is the key I want to leave you with. After this horrific battle, after rebellious mankind has been humbled and corrected, there will be some survivors. Jesus Christ will, as we saw, gather the survivors from the land of Assyria and many other places as well. They'll be given food and water. They'll be healed from their wounds and injuries. 
and Jesus Christ will start a reconstruction effort across the globe. People will be given homes and lands and a chance to start afresh. But this time they will know the truth and they'll know God. And this is where one of the most exciting and encouraging prophecies for Germany and the whole world, really, can be found. It's in the 19th chapter of Isaiah. The timing is at the beginning of the millennium when Jesus Christ is now on earth after he puts down all rebellion. Isaiah 19, verse 22. And the Lord will strike Egypt, he will strike and heal it. They will return to the Lord, and he will be entreated by them and heal them. Notice the context. Former nations like Egypt that were in conflict with God and conflict with other countries will come near to God, be healed by Him, and worship Him. Going on, Isaiah 19, verse 23. In that day there will be a highway from Egypt to Assyria, and the Assyrian will come into Egypt, and the Egyptian into Assyria, and the Egyptians will serve with the Assyrians. What? A time of peace after World War III, after that horrific battle between the Germans and all those others they fought against? Yes, there will be peace. Not only that, the Germans and Arabs and Americans and British and others will serve together in rebuilding society. Isaiah 19, verse 24. In that day, Israel will be one of three with Egypt and Assyria a blessing in the midst of the land, whom the Lord of hosts shall bless, saying, Blessed is Egypt, my people, and Assyria, the work of my hands, and Israel, my inheritance. What a prophecy! Assyria, Germany, is described as the work of God's hands. This wonderful picture happens at the beginning of the millennium, when Christ has put down all resistance. God doesn't hate Germany. God loves the German people. And he will use the tremendous strengths and talents of the Germans to help rebuild the world after they repent, after they get right with him, after they lay down their arms and agree to a totally new way, rejecting their old ways. This is a message for modern Israel, but it's also one for the German people to be warned and alerted to where events right now are leading and will end up. And a warning not to be pulled into a system that will raise its ugly head one more time with disastrous results. The message is also that when it's all over, God is a loving God and He will draw all people to Himself. The nation will begin to rebuild Israel, Egypt, and Germany. Thank God for His mercy, His strength, His power, His wisdom. He will let the powerful nations of the world learn vital lessons. And in the end, He will extend mercy to all who want it and all who obey Him. As these end-time prophecies come to pass, you need the encouragement and faith and truth that comes from your Bible. And tomorrow's world will continue to bring them to you each week or anytime online. Richard Ames, Gerald Weston, Wallace Smith, and I will continue to share with you the teachings of Jesus Christ, the good news of the coming kingdom of God, and the exciting end-time prophecies in their meeting.
Don't forget to write or call in for today's free literature and be sure to join us again next week right here at this same time. To take advantage of today's free offer or view today's program now or anytime, go to tomorrowsworld.org. Find us on Facebook, watch us on YouTube, and follow us on Twitter. The preceding program is produced by the Living Church of God.